What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Terminator 101. I'm Eddie Green, and uh, we're going to get into a very exciting episode today. But first, thank you for tuning in. I just have a couple quick updates and announcements for you guys. The first is, if you didn't already know, if you guys aren't following me on social media, at T101Podcast, I announced recently that I'm going to be starting a Patreon. And I did. I launched it. Um, it is patreon.com slash t101podcast. You can go there. If you feel like supporting this podcast, if you like what I do, I appreciate it. And if you want to give back to it um, and get some exclusive content, uh, there's four different tiers that you can choose from. Um, and when I was coming up with the tiers, I wanted to, you know, not just be level one, level two. I wanted it to be unique and everything. So there's uh, some some interesting stuff going on there, I think, personally. But um, not trying to toot my own horn. Go over to patreon.com slash t101podcast, and you can actually uh, choose from four different tiers and uh, support the podcast, give back. I would really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, you'll also get some exclusive content. So really cool. Second thing is I just did a uh, recent podcast with uh, a fellow podcaster over in Ireland, he reached out to me and uh, said, do you want to come on my show? And I said, absolutely. You know, I mean, he didn't, he didn't even have to tell me that he gets like 10,000 downloads a month. And that has nothing to do with it. But the fact that they, he does definitely helps. So um, I did it. Uh, it's called It's Husey Hello. So if you want to check it out, you can go on YouTube um, or you can find it on Spotify iTunes. I have all the information on my Facebook page for the podcast, on my Instagram, on Twitter, at T101Podcast, so you can find all your information over there. But the podcast is called It's Husey, H-U-G-H-E-Z-Y, comma, hello. So it was really fun. He's a great guy, Adam. Thank you for having me on. And um, it was fun to just chat with you, you know, really in depth about uh, Terminator. So if you guys want to check that out, feel free. All right, guys, uh, we got all that out of the way. Um, really quickly, though, we're going to get into a sponsorship coming up, and uh, then we're going to get into the meat of this episode. It's going to be a really fun one. Been wanting to do this for a while. Coming up after the sponsorship, we're going to be talking about my ideas for the next film, what I think should be incorporated into the screenplay. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Alrighty, so now that we got that sponsorship out of the way, let's dive into this. I'm really excited. This could be considered an extension of a video I did on my YouTube channel called Terminator 6 Do's and Don'ts. But really, it's going to be an expansion on those ideas, and I'm going to incorporate some new ones that I haven't shared with you guys yet. And these are all to be taken as though I was in the writer's room. So... That's how when I was coming up with these and when I was really thinking about this, that's how I approached it. Okay, I'm going to be in the writer's room. There's three or four other people around me and we're all, you know, throwing out ideas on the table. What should this next film be about? Okay, the first idea was essentially what is already built into the film, right? I mean, they came up with it. Forget three, four, and five. This is a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Beautiful. Now that's our jumping off point. All right, guys, Eddie, take it away. What do you got? 
So if that was the case, this is what I would throw out. I would have my piece of paper and I would say, okay, guys, the first point is this next film has to be rated R. I don't care how we have to do this. I don't care who we have to bribe. I don't care. It does not matter. Needs to be rated R because look at what we're supposedly trying to go for here, right? We're supposedly trying to be the third film, right? Because we're negating Rise of the Machines, Salvation, Genesis, all that stuff. So we're trying to be the third film. The two films that came before this film were rated R. We have to be, you know, it it, it has to flow. It can't be rated R, rated R, PG-13. That would be weird. So we got to make it rated R. It has to be hardcore. It has to be gritty. Uh, You know, it has to have that Terminator feel. Don't water this down, please. Okay, guys, I don't I don't know who has to talk to who at Skydance. I don't know. Rated R. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. First point out of the way. My second point is no fan service. Okay, guys, we haven't written the script yet. We're about to no fan service. And I'm specifically talking about dialogue. Okay, we all know the famous lines, right? We all know I'll be back. We all know hasta la vista, baby. We all know come with me if you want to live. All that stuff. None of it. Please keep that in the past. Okay? This film needs its own identity. It needs to stand on its own. It needs to be something that people who maybe aren't familiar with Terminator 1 and 2, this is their first Terminator that they're going to experience in the theater. It needs that you know, it needs to really truly stand on its own. And the best way to do that is to have no fan service. The fan service, guys, is already built in to the structure of our new film. Terminator 6 has a built-in fan service, which is the triangle of James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Linda Hamilton. To get that triangle back is amazing. That's the fan service right there. Don't have to go any further, okay? No fan service. And if we're going to do fan service, if we have to do fan service, if that's part of Skydance's contract, be subtle. Please don't shove it in our face, okay? Uh, My third point, this is a big one, okay? And I don't know if everybody's going to agree with this, but hear me out. Arnold cannot be a Terminator in this film, at least for a majority of the film, okay? We need to have him... Raise your hands if anybody remembers that awful deleted scene from Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, the Sergeant William Candy scene. Anybody? Okay, okay, yep, see? That was awful. Yes, it it was done for comedy and it was bad, but that's what Arnold needs to be. He doesn't have to be, you know, he, he doesn't have to be that character, especially. But he has to be a version of that character. Okay, that's what we're going to go for here. Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to know. Where did the idea to use an Austrian guy come from for the T-800? Where did that idea stem from? Why? Why him? And why is there a... a a factory of these guys. We need to explore that and let's do it, right? I mean, come on, think about it. What did Cameron do 
from T1 to T2. He flipped it, right? So from Terminator, we went from a bad guy, a, a, a bad Terminator, to Terminator 2, him being a reprogrammed good guy, right? Because they're all bad to begin with because they come from Skynet. But they reprogrammed him and made him good. So how awesome would this be? And this is a big point here as well, guys. And we really got to fight Skydance on this one. When these trailers start coming out, we cannot give away anything of what Arnold's character is. Okay? We cannot do it. Because imagine sitting down in the theater, opening night. Nothing has been spoiled like Genesis in the trailers. And everyone's expecting to have, yep, Arnold be the good guy Terminator again. They sit down and Arnold is not even a Terminator. He's a human. He's playing the human prototype. That would be awesome. Again, we would flip it, okay? So we would be doing what Cameron did with T1 to T2. So from T2 to T3, this T3, bam, beautiful. Flipped it. I think it would work really well as long as we write it really well, okay? So the idea is there. Now let's write it well. I'm telling you guys, we're on to something here, okay? Fourth point, right? Yeah, fourth point. We got to incorporate John Connor some way, right? I know that we're not getting Edward Furlong back, whatever. We have to incorporate John Connor somehow because he is still vital to this story, okay? He might not be vital if we're going to be you know, aiming to make a trilogy because we're really going to try to make this a passing of the baton. We're going to really hand off this story to new characters, okay? But we have to have a... a a John Connor in there somehow. So we have to do that. I don't know how we're going to do that. Cast somebody else. That's fine. But we have to have John Connor. And speaking of John Connor, when we portray Sarah, this is our fifth, or this is my fifth point. When we're, when we're going towards how we're going to represent Sarah, yes, she's the warrior. And now she's the seasoned warrior. That, that makes sense, right? She would still be that. But let's really kind of explore now that she's obviously, we're acknowledging time has passed, right? She's a little bit older, right? And this is something that me personally, I had an issue with, with Genesis, the way they portrayed Arnold and being older and malfunctioning. Me personally, I do not want to see a malfunctioning Terminator, personally. And I think a lot of people don't either. So, but this makes sense for Sarah Okay, so let's have her malfunction a little bit. Because remember in T2, she was so, after she got out of Pescadera, she was so confident, right? I mean, she really was for the majority of that film. She was a warrior, right? She faltered very little. I mean, she, yeah, sure, she might have missed or whatever. But she was, you know, straight on 100% in the game, right? So in this film, let's show her kind of, you know, maybe losing a little bit of that because age does that. Interesting stuff, you know, because we think of Sarah Connor as this iconic, unbeatable presence, right? And she is, and she deservedly should be, but she's also human. So let's explore that. How, do, how does age affect her? especially now where the story is going to be going. Um, and really my last point here, and then uh, we'll open it up to the other writers in the room here. Um, I think this is probably, out of everything I just listed, this next point could possibly be the biggest one. 
because again, we don't have the story nailed down. This is the whole point of this writer's room, right guys? So I think, and hear me out on this one as well. I think this film should have no time travel, no time travel whatsoever. Don't even hint at time travel. We'll maybe hint at time. We could debate that going back and forth. We'll write a couple drafts. No time travel. Let's keep this. Well, first, by by doing no time travel, automatically we're making it less convoluted, right? Because some people, the way they interpret this story, we're already into messy territory with time travel, right? So let's keep that out. No time travel. This is a 100% in the present story, okay? That's it. It's in in the present day, and we're going to keep it there for the entire runtime of this film. That would be really cool, because we need to assume that our audience is smart, okay? They know that, yes, if you guys know my beliefs of how this all works, there's two timelines. We're on timeline B, okay? I've talked to everybody in the room about this. We're on timeline B, okay? So the audience knows that, yes, Skynet is still around on timeline A. There's still a threat. But maybe in this film, let's not even reference Skynet on timeline A, okay? It's all about the present. Because one thing about doing that, the stakes are real. They are so real, okay? Because when you eliminate time travel... Look at what, again, I keep going back to it, but it's a prime example, Genesis. There was so much time travel in there that I, I felt like there's no, there's no real danger. There's no real anything. Just time travel and start a new timeline. Bam. Okay. Now you're fine. Right. It felt very convoluted for what, well, that was a big reason why, but for other reasons as well. The second you start time traveling, you get rid of the the threat, the stakes, everything. So we got to keep it on the present, right? I mean, come on. I think this is a, we're, we're, we're wiping the slate clean. So we really need to approach this with a fresh mind. And I think this is another approach that people would really, really like. Again, don't give this away in the trailers. Please, somebody talk to David Ellison and tell him if he has any control over this. Don't give away major key points in these trailers. Keep them very, very vague. And I think it's going to be successful because the second you start giving away things in trailers and it becomes known that you gave away stuff in trailers, then people are like, well, what the hell? We saw the trailer, so we saw the movie. Right? So those are my basic six points that I wanted to touch on with you guys. Um, And now I'm going to open up the floor to uh, the other uh, people in the room here. Thank you so much. So that would be me, guys. Um, (laughs) I just wanted to present it as though I was in that writer's room because I would have loved to have been in that writer's room, really. So thank you for listening to that. And get in touch with me. And there's a lot of ways you can do that. Get in touch with me and let me know your opinions on my points. And if you think that they're all good, if you think some of them are good, some of them are bad, whatever, as long as it's constructive criticism, I'm open guys. I'm not here saying everything that I'm throwing out is perfect and nope, you can't touch it. That's not what I'm saying. These are my ideas coming from a passionate purist Terminator one and two fan. Um, This is what I want in this next film. So And I'm getting hyped for this next film, right? Every day that goes by, 
we're getting closer to that film and I'm so excited. So I wanted to share this with you guys. Um, if you like this, thank you so much. Let me know. Uh, you can find me on social media, T101 Podcast. Um, you can uh, hit me up over on any of those platforms, YouTube as well. Um, you can download the free Anchor app. You can call in to Terminator 101 and uh, let me know. You can voice literally your opinion that way and um, could possibly be featured on an upcoming episode. But uh, anyways, uh, go check out that Patreon if you want to support the podcast, patreon.com slash t101podcast. And uh, I think that's everything, guys. Other than that, I hope you have a great day, night, depending on what time it is when you listen to this. Thank you so much. And guys and gals, until I talk to you next time, keep on terminating.